Rainmaker FM. You're listening to The Digital Entrepreneur, the show for folks who want to discover smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services. This podcast is a production of Digital Commerce Institute, the place to be for digital entrepreneurs. For more information, go to rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. That's rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. Welcome to The Digital Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Sean Jackson. I'm joined, as always, by the effervescent Katie Katz. Katie, how are you today? I like that one, Sean. Good to see you or hear you. (laughs) It's always good to talk to you. And for today's show, I'm going to get a little personal with you, Katie, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the simple fact is you work for an agency down in Houston right? That does social media, search marketing, kind of a little bit of everything, right? Correct. How does your agency distinguish itself out there? Because let's be fair. We know tons of people who all work for or run some sort of marketing agency out there. And especially here in Texas, for whatever reason, between Houston and Dallas, there are tons of them. So how do you and your firm distinguish yourself when there are so many people out there offering similar type of services? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great question, especially having worked for multiple agencies since I haven't ever founded one myself. I've kind of had the experience of jumping around and seeing how different ones work and how different agencies differentiate themselves. And there are models where you can try and partner with a group like HubSpot and kind of try and get in on that bandwagon. And there are models where you can start with a really specific specialization like SEO or um, social media or PR or whatever it may be. Um, And the reality is, is there are a ton, like you said, of really good agencies that do a great job um, at all of the above. And so I think the important thing is just to understand the individuals in your group and what makes what their skills are. And also just to you know, find the who you can work well with because an agency should really work as an extension of the client's team. And um, that's been my experience of how we have differentiated. Uh, the owner of the agency I currently work for, Marketing Refresh, has a background in in traditional brand marketing. And so she comes really from that perspective of how to think about your brand overall and then apply it to the digital space. Um, And that's something new that I haven't experienced at agencies um, prior to that. And so I've really been enjoying learning that process. Um, But at the end of the day, it is, I think, about those personal relationships and, and making sure that it feels like a cohesive team. And I think that's important because I think there's so many listeners who probably own an agency or they're solopreneurs and, you know, are doing some sort of client service work out there. And I think what you said there, that the the company and the organization is really a reflection of the people at the top, right? Their philosophy, mm-hmm. their background, their experiences. And that's what fundamentally makes them different, right? Sure, they all offer similar S type of services, but it is the focus from which they come from that really helps helps them be distinct and unique. And I cannot emphasize this enough, folks, that the more unique you are, the better. 
And it's okay to be different. It's okay to say, this is my strength, and I'm going to take my strength, and I'm going to leverage this as a part of the way I promote my agency. And you know what? It's okay to take your weaknesses too. I've always said this. Your weaknesses are actually your strength as well, because it means I won't do work for somebody like this or somebody like that right? Mm -hmm. Those combined are what make any agency unique, as long as you can zero in and communicate them effectively. So for today's show, to build on that point that you made, Katie, we have two guests who happen to uh, be very influential in my life, the CEO of Rainmaker Digital, (laughs) (laughs) my boss, um, Brian Clark, who started copyblogger.com, and our new business partner, Ed Bardwell, who is running our own unique service agency. So when we get back from the break, we're going to talk to Brian Clark and Ed Bardwell about how we try to be unique in such a competitive landscape when it comes to running a service agency. So stay tuned. Hey, my name is Brian Gardner, and I am the creator of Studio Press, the first premium marketplace for WordPress themes. When I created Studio Press, I could never imagine that more than 200,000 WordPress site owners would use StudioPress to build some of the most elegant and inspiring WordPress sites on the web. And I am not just talking about the numerous large companies that use it. Tens of thousands of food bloggers, podcasters, affiliate marketers, real estate agents, photographers, and many more have created some of the most compelling mobile responsive websites using StudioPress. But that is not all. To make it easy for you to create a compelling WordPress site, we have introduced StudioPress Sites, a turnkey simple method to create and grow your WordPress site. StudioPress Sites includes many of our most popular WordPress themes, with unique SEO tools and plugins all integrated on our high-performance, secure, and actively managed hosting infrastructure. So when you are ready to take your WordPress site to a new level without the worry or hassle of less robust solutions, then I hope you will visit StudioPress.com. Over 200,000 bloggers and webmasters trust StudioPress for their WordPress site, and we work hard every day to earn it. Welcome back from the break. And Katie, will you please introduce us to today's guest? I'm excited to. Um, first of all, we have Brian Clark, who's the founder of Copy Blogger, which, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite trusted resources for content marketing. Um, it's now part of a parent company called Rainmaker Digital, which hosts our podcast, as well as many other services, including marketing consultation. And he's been building businesses, eight in fact, around the concept of content marketing since 19. 19- 1998, long before anyone was even using that term to describe what we do. We also have Ed Bardwell, who's the head of the Rainmaker Digital Services team. Uh, Prior to that, Ed founded Nimble Worldwide, which was an award-winning agency based out of Dallas. He, too, has been creating digital marketing solutions for clients since the 1990s and is recognized for leading innovative innovative use of technology and has countless awards. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Katie. So I'm going to get into this a little bit because I'm going to tell you the reaction that I saw out there in the community when Rainmaker announced we had a new service group. The universal reaction was, 
you're kidding, right? <laughs> Why the heck did you guys create up a service group? So Brian, I'm going to throw that to you because this really was your idea. So why did Copyblogger and the Rainmaker universe, which has all these products like Studio Press and, and the Rainmaker platform and obviously copyblogger.com and authority, why the heck did we need a service group? Well, after 11 years since starting Copyblogger and you know, talking about what was then a new idea. And then, of course, we had a name for it, and it was a bad name. But it's all the name we've got, which is content marketing. Um, and we've just been relentlessly trying to teach people that through tons of free content, through our membership communities, and then, of course, providing the tools uh, to make it happen at the central point, which is the website. And we do that through Studio Press with themes and host WordPress hosting. And we do that through the Rainmaker platform, obviously, as well. And I can point to numerable instances of people who have succeeded uh, by basically doing what we do in, in, in their own way, right? Of course, that's a, a big thing that there are certain fundamental principles, and then you're the magic ingredient, your voice, your perspective to attract an audience and to build or grow your business out of it. But we came, you know, over the years, time and time again, it was always, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Then we got to the Rainmaker platform stage and people were just like, here's my credit card, set it up for me. Uh, can you help me with strategy? Can you create content for me? And, you know, my first three businesses were client-based and I said, no, <laughs> over and over again, um, because I, I worked really, really hard in those three businesses, because as you know, before I met Tony Clark, I was great at marketing and bad at process. <laughs> so uh, that translates to a lot of business, but not necessarily the skill set. You know, it, it's the old adage that I was always working in the business because I couldn't get out from under it and all that. So I swore that I was never going to do the process side uh, again. I was going to stick to what I'm good at. And I also said uh, that I was never going to take clients again. But I also said at that time I'd never have employees, and I don't <laughs> even know how many we have now. So, so nothing is set in stone with me. But really, Sean, honestly, and you know this, it was just the signs and the demand were there. And it really, I think, came to a head when – with the platform, obviously SaaS development of any kind is, is, um, is challenging. Trying to do something as ambitious as the Rainmaker platform uh, was you know, mul a multiple of many times more challenging. And we got hung up a lot on developing onboarding because we're, we're, you know, we've always sold everything over the counter online. You just sign up. You don't talk to anyone on the phone. We don't invoice you. You know, it's just a credit card transaction. And when you do that with SaaS, you've got to have impeccable onboarding. And we found that we were having so much of our energy channeling into trying to make that part easy because, of course, the easier onboarding, the more people use the solution, the less people who leave you, right? And yet we found ourselves as a bootstrap company not being able to work on the, the core features that we wanted to do. So the only thing you can do in that point is you can ignore onboarding and have a failed SaaS, uh, or you can focus all on onboarding and then disappoint your existing customers, or you can change the way you sell it. 
So that realization coupled with just the, the demand year after year after year and, and that the entire marketplace was shifting from uh, software with a service or software as a service to software with a service. And we saw that more and more with vendors approaching us. Mm-hmm. So that's really just, it's a seismic shift, I think, that kind of played into our own history and evolution as a company. So, Ed, I want to bring you in on this because, you know, obviously in our space, Brian holds a huge amount of influence in online marketing, content marketing, et cetera. And we've known each other for many, many years. And you were actually somebody with boots on the ground. I mean, while Brian was building up the company, selling the software that we were creating, you were actually on the ground doing work in Dallas with actual big brands. So share a little bit and let's introduce you, if you will, to our audience by a little bit of your simple background, but also where this intersection with us came about. Well, sure. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, it is my privilege to actually be a part of this, this opportunity. Uh, Brian Clark's influence goes much beyond the universe of content marketing. And one of the reasons I'm here is I kept bumping into you guys. And uh, back, in, back in 2004, uh, an organization that I was a part of was acquired by an advertising agency. And one of the reasons we were acquired is we were geeks that were saying advertising is dead. And here I sit 15 years later, 13 years later, and that reality still exists. What you guys call content marketing really is the death knell to the traditional advertising agency model of selling time or selling this concept of creative. Uh, you know, creative is going to be the panacea that solves your problems. Unfortunately, what we've learned through technology and through advertising over the last, uh, well, certainly since 2000, but definitely since 2006 or so, is that. Uh, there is no panacea. There is no silver bullet. It's just hard work. And what we've learned is technology makes some of that hard work easier. So by 2009, 2010, when the big data movement started to really take hold of uh, all sorts of organizations, not just big brands, but uh, small, medium-sized businesses, and even some single uh, entrepreneurs or, or single entity uh, uh, proprietors, we find that they were starting to ask questions that sounded uh, pretty compelling from the data perspective. And we realized by 2011, 2012, that it was critical that uh, solutions that we brought to the marketplace combined uh, marketing strategy, technology, uh, many of the tenets of content marketing and the, the client's objectives from a marketing perspective into a single uh, you know, uh, expression. Uh, for example, we, we in the marketplace will say that we are agnostic to the channel. If you want to come to me as, a, as an advertising uh, client and say, I want a TV commercial, the first thing we're going to say is why, not how much money do you have. Same with a website, a social media presence, or almost any other uh, you know, uh, tactic. It has to go back to the fundamental why, and content marketing accelerates that so much. You get to the why so much faster uh, in determining how you should be going about doing things that um, it, it can allow for uh, the conversations to uh, move away from tell me why this isn't .NET or tell me how long 
you know, we should have that shot on the screen. It really changes it and we can move immediately to the marketing objective. And that in and of itself is one of the main reasons why I felt that joining Copyblogger was going to be such a uh, great opportunity for us. You know, it's funny because I hear your phone ringing in the background and that's something unique. No, it's okay because here's why it makes me laugh. Because if you try to reach Brian Clark on the phone, God help you because I've tried to do it and I'm his business partner. But I think that goes to the reason why we felt the need to have a service group, right? Hey, because it's my job to make Ed's phone ring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so we're clear, those were two different calls. <laughs> But that's really the point, though. So, you know, when you meet a guy like Ed, and again, re referring back to 2007 when uh, Tony Clark and I teamed up, and he's now COO of, of the product um, company, if you will, that, that has been our mainstay, then you've got someone like Ed who is like Tony except specifically to the agency life and getting complex projects done, managing talent, all of that stuff. You know, Sean, I would rather take a bullet than do that. But Ed <laughs> is a master of it. So that's I think that's why it works. You know, there's a congruence there uh, where I think we can make magic happen again. Sure. I think but I was just called a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into it, though, because here's the, the reality. I mean, you know, God bless Katie, who is on the call with us today, because Katie actually works for an agency down in Houston. Right, Katie? I do. And so, I mean, and there are many people in our space that are like Katie who have, you know, followed copyblogger.com for years, use the principles that we teach through authority, you know, to go out there and really build up their own agencies. And so there's a lot of them. I mean, you know, let's be fair. It's very easy to start a marketing consulting firm. But I think to allay any fears amongst our customer base of us, you know, directly going after them, there is something different about the way we approach the service concept. And I think it's important because in every agency environment, there is something that they're unique at, something that they stand out on. And Brian, you really set the idea for what was going to make this agency model for us different, unique and workable for our particular audience. What was that? Well, there's there's two things I think. Um, going back to uh, the congruence with Ed, you know, he talked about uh, the indications that traditional advertising would die. But when we, you know, and then you really got marketing technology took over, and all of a sudden it was about the technology and no longer creative at all. It's almost like you swung completely to the other side. When of course that's not the answer as well, but. So Ed and I keyed in on, we're creating experiences. And when he used that word, I understood that we were going to be able to make this work because it's not about advertising. It's not about content. It's about an audience experience. And so we try to constantly voice what that means, uh, which has become known as the Rainmaker way. And there's a uh, free white paper on rainmakerdigital.com that, uh, goes through that. And it's been an evolution because, you know, really it was mimicking traditional media uh, as a form of digital marketing. And now I think it's even transcending a little bit um, as opposed to just starting another online magazine. It's really about understanding your audience at such a level that you create the experience for them 
you know, with a little bit of content or a lot, you know, depending on the situation that speaks to them in a way and just says, these are my people, this is my solution. And they don't feel marketed to at all. That's the essence, I guess, is to say you market to people in a way where they don't feel like they're being marketed to. They don't feel like they're being sold to. Now they're not stupid. They know what's happening. It's just that the value is resonating so well with them because you've done the work to figure out who they are, or more importantly, who specifically you'd like to attract. Katie, you have a question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we had Lee Odin on last week, or it will be airing soon. Um, and he spoke about uh, his agency, Top Rank, and how they, like many agencies, prioritize their clients first. And so sometimes falling behind on their own marketing. But I think the nature of how Rainmaker sort of evolved um, helps you to maybe have your priorities in a different order. And I was just wondering if either of you could talk about that a little bit and how you really make sure that you're growing your own business. Cause I think a lot of our listeners, that's something that's burning all the time. Well, I think from, from my perspective, and I certainly would love to hear what Ed says. Um, Sean pointed this out years ago that marketing is so baked into what we do that it's impossible for us not to be marketing. Right. And I understand exactly what you're saying because um, you have a, your traditional, like Sean said, you can, anyone can kind of start up a consultancy and then you get some clients and you get busy with the work and you stop doing your own marketing, the pipeline dries up and then you're scrambling. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, just the day-to-day -day operation of Rainmaker Digital involving copy blogger, uh, the podcast, various podcasts that we have, including this one, uh, the studio press blog, uh, the Rainmaker digital uh, content marketing that we do now. It's just baked into our DNA. Uh, but the other aspect of it is much more simple, which is, again, my job is to make Ed's phone ring and Ed's job is to handle it. And that is a good partnership. You have one person filling the pipeline and one person dealing with it. And, you know, when you're a small agency, we, we're not big, um, but we're set up to make sure the engine keeps running. And my job is to make sure that the uh, engine is optimized and running at peak efficiency. Uh, and, and Katie, I, I think one of the ways that we focus on that peak efficiency is allowing for our organizations to really act as the example that we want to use with our clients. Uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's nothing that's held back uh, one of the things from a professional services perspective that is fundamental for long going or ongoing success or long-term success is transparency. And I would argue that what Brian has created and, and what the organization represents is one of the most transparent marketing organizations that's out there. Uh, there is no emperor with no clothes in, in Rainmaker. We are and we do exactly what we tell clients to do. Um, an illustration that I use quite often with clients uh, to, to address your question directly is uh, the analogy of going to the bar uh, late on a Saturday night. Now, I may have to change that in light of the current cultural situation that we find here in the U.S., but uh, <laughs> um, that said, you know, if you walk into the bar and you walk right up to, you know, that prospective date and say, hey, do you want to go on a date? 
the chances of them saying yes are pretty low. Um, whereas if you go through this process of building the engagement with them, whether that's a drink or a dance or, you know, what's your favorite sports team, the barriers to the question, the barriers to the ask or the barriers to the transaction go down. And if you look at everything that we try to do in terms of sharing information and in, and allowing people to navigate their relationship with Rainmaker, the Rainmaker way, without you know some sales guy getting on the phone and going, hey, can I sell you a website? Or, hey, do you have a marketing plan? And we allow them to come to us and allow them to understand, you know, I'm not such a bad guy. I might be worth the, some nachos and a cold beer. And that's the way we get folks to understand that marketing today isn't just about a great creative expression or the best piece of technology. It is, it is a, an entire uh, way of thinking about the relationship between the consumer of your services or your products and what you're trying to offer them. And I think there's a fundamental difference, too, because the Rainmaker Service Group, and I think this is important to understand, the Rainmaker Service Group wasn't created out of thin air. There is a platform called the Rainmaker Platform that has thousands of paying customers on it who needed marketing services. I mean, to the point of part of the impetus for creating it is we had thousands of people who needed help with their platform that they purchased from us with the services that we had taught but did not provide to them. And so with the group now, Ed, I mean, I certainly know from looking at the numbers, which is what I do for a living, you know, obviously a lot of the initial outreach was understanding what do sophisticated online marketers who are using the Rainmaker platform need to enhance that experience, right? Absolutely. And I would even take it one step further. One of the goals of the services team is to eliminate part of the conversation for clients. Some clients are very astute on the technology, and maybe they just need a little extra help in uh, the expression, the, the content itself, the graphic design. Uh, other folks are more focused on the marketing or the messaging, and they might need a little extra help with CSS or creating a new page or you know, establishing a sales funnel or whatever, you know, technical task that they may need. So if we can help eliminate one part of the equation for them in a way that makes sense for them economically, we're adding value to them. Obviously, they're adding to our bottom line, but we have tra we, we've transitioned the relationship from, you know, swipe my credit card, where's my website, into a mutually beneficial engagement that we can move their business to that next level where we all benefit. And Brian, this also served a problem for you, right? Because you would get requests from people saying, hey, Brian, can you come and help me? Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I can, it's totally understandable. Um, and a lot of times I, I think people misunderstood our business model, you know. But it, it's frustrating when you have to say no, but... Uh, you know, the CEO of, I don't know, name a, a software company, um, probably doesn't have time to do client work for people as well. And that's not to say that software companies aren't adding services division. That's part of a larger trend. <clears throat> but um, here's another aspect uh, that I'm seeing and that Ed and I are working on uh, before the year even ends, which is Again, there was a problem where people 
from enterprise on down, we're leading with, say, marketing automation technology and just completely botching up the strategic and creative aspects. You know, I mean, I think we've all been on the receiving end of the horrible automated sequence, you know, cold email sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about, that's not a sophisticated use of marketing automation whatsoever. Um, so, but now you've got tools that are so powerful and, and becoming less expensive uh, related to automation and personalization, uh, all of which the end user is coming to expect. Amazon and Netflix and the like, is it's where it started. But now everyone doesn't want to deal with irrelevant messaging and content. They're just going to click away and find someone else. Yeah. So the, I think the, you have to lead with strategy and business objectives. Uh, you have to understand what's the key problem that you're solving for the prospect and how does content and your solution together add up to more than the sum of the parts. And that's where the technology can really come in. Uh, but... I think the demand, I I think we're at a shift as big from when we went from the brochure site to the content rich site, which started about 2005, 2006. We have another shift going from tons of content that two thirds of which is not relevant to that prospect to a concise, personalized experience, uh, experience, which the technology allows if you don't become a slave to the technology. The technology comes once you have your strategy and creative down. And that is why we have a new service group that focuses on strategy. Gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, sharing the insights into why and where Rainmaker Digital Services are going. Thank you again for being here. My pleasure. And we will be right back after this short break. Hey everyone, this is Sean Jackson, the host of The Digital Entrepreneur, and I want to ask you a simple question. What is your business framework for selling digital goods online? Now, if the question perplexes you, don't worry, you are not alone. Most people don't realize that the most successful digital entrepreneurs have a framework or a general process for creating and selling their digital goods in the online space. And one of the best free resources is Digital Commerce Academy. Digital Commerce Academy combines online learning with case studies and webinars created by people who make a living selling digital goods online. And the best part is that this material is free when you register. Are you interested in joining? Well, I'll make it easy for you. If you're listening to the show on your phone and are in the continental United States, I want you to send a text message to 313131 with the keyword digits, D-I-G-I-T-S. And when you send that text message, we will send you a link to the registration form right to your phone. Are you outside the United States? Don't worry. Just send us an email to digits at rainmaker.fm. Either way, we'll send you a link to the registration form so that you can sign up for free for Digital Commerce Academy. And as a special bonus, we will also subscribe you to our newsletter when you text or email us so that you can stay informed with the latest insights from the show. And don't worry, we respect your privacy and we will not share your email or phone number and you can easily unsubscribe at any time. So if you want to start building or improving your framework for selling digital goods online, then please send a text to 313131 with the keyword 
digits or send us an email at digits at rainmaker.fm. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back from the break, everyone. And obviously in this section where we always recommend a tool, tactic, technique, book, etc., cetera, um, it's going to be a little self-serving, folks. And here's why. Because this show was about our new division. And to accompany the conversation we just had in our interview, Katie, my recommendation is going to be people go read the white paper Brian created called The Rainmaker Way. Even if you are uh, an agency, I think you will see value in it. And here's why. Because we're using content marketing, kind of like to your question, we're using content marketing to promote ourselves. So, Katie, that's going to be my recommendation. That will be a link in the show notes. What is your recommendation for our audience? Uh, actually, I also am going to give you a self-serving for you <laughs> recommendation, um, which is not self or is not serving for me at all. And as we mentioned on the show, even though I do work for a completely different agency, um, I absolutely love the Copy Blogger blog. I subscribe to it myself and have for many, many years. As um, Brian mentioned, it was one of the things that I used to educate myself when I was early on marketer. Um, I love it and find that there is always something that you can trust on there, whereas many of the marketing blogs out there will have a clickbaity headline and then you get in and there's not actually any real value. So um, I 100% recommend it and I'm happy to be saying that today, just even though I work for a different agency, uh, because I think it's really important, you know, as Brian mentioned, there are many, many agencies, thousands across the U.S. and the world. Um, and I think that's because there's a demand for them. Working with an agency is a very personal thing and you need to find the right one for your business. And uh, I definitely think that anything that you all are putting out is something worthwhile. I appreciate that. And just so our audience knows, when it comes to copyblogger.com, not only does it maintain its own independent editorial team, but even when I want to publish something to copyblogger.com, I get vetted. I mean, think about that. They can turn me down and I'm actually the guy who writes their paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually maintain the integrity of that side to continue to put good quality information. And thank you for doing that recommendation, Katie. All right, so audience, here's the thing. We have one more show left for 2017 and Katie and I are going to, on the next episode, talk about the trends of 2017 and more importantly what's to come in 2018 that you need to think about and plan for during this holiday season so make sure you get our end of year episode to your phone or to your desktop and we will make sure to give you the insight you need to succeed for 2018 and beyond that's it for katie and i we appreciate you listening to the digital entrepreneur and we can't wait to talk to you further in our next episode take care everyone <laughs>